Hi everyone, I'm Rick Cox, and this is another clinically pressed leadership insight. Today, I want to talk about extreme ownership. Anyone who knows me or has seen my social media knows that I am a big fan of Jocko Willink. If you don't know who Jocko is, he's a former U.S. Navy SEAL commander who led Task Unit Bravo, which he renamed Task Unit Bruiser, in Ramadi, Iraq in 2006. He had been in the SEAL teams for 20 years when he retired in 2010 to begin leadership consulting, and in 2015, he co-authored the book Extreme Ownership with fellow SEAL Leif Babin. The idea of extreme ownership basically comes down to a leader taking responsibility for everything in their world. Anytime something goes wrong, the leader who takes extreme ownership takes full responsibility. You see, as a leader, you ultimately are responsible when something goes wrong. Even in a scenario in which it may not seem like it, you are. If you are not present when a situation arises and someone under you makes a mistake, if you are taking extreme ownership, you cannot pass blame because you weren't there. You have to recognize that you did not communicate well enough to allow your subordinate to make an informed decision. It's much easier to be able to say, if I'm not there, then it can't be my fault, but that is just another way of passing blame. One common misconception when it comes to extreme ownership, and even I thought this way initially, is that people often pass blame up the ladder. If we look at it from the perspective of a collegiate athletic department, if a player makes a mistake, you could say it is the fault of the coach for not communicating the intent of the program to the athlete. Or you could go further and say that it is the fault of the athletic director for not communicating the mission of the department. Or you can keep doing this all the way up to the president of the university because, after all, they are the highest ranking individual at the institution. So aren't they ultimately to blame? But this is the wrong approach because extreme ownership is not about finding who is culpable in a certain situation. It is about each individual assessing how they are responsible for contributing to the problem and how they can improve to fix it. Additionally, taking extreme ownership cannot be used as a get-out-of-jail-free card. While people will often respect someone who takes responsibility for mistakes, you have to truly mean it when you say you are taking ownership. Just saying the words means nothing. If something goes wrong and you recognize it as your fault, but then you do nothing to make sure it doesn't happen again, then you are not taking extreme ownership. People will often say they are taking responsibility to make themselves look good, but if it happens too many times, especially if it is the same mistake happening repeatedly, then eventually the words are meaningless. I can remember having an athlete who was constantly screwing up and thinking that a simple apology would make things right. But you could see his teammates eventually grew tired of his antics, and no one believed him when he said he was sorry, or that he would try to change. Why would they, when he proved over and over again that he wouldn't? Simply evoking the idea of extreme ownership without a change in behavior or action to back up defeats the purpose. So what happens if we feel we have done all we can to help someone under us and they still cannot get it together? We have taken ownership of the fact that we as the leader are responsible 
and we recognize that we need to work to help this individual improve their performance, but they continue to have problems. If we can truly look at the steps we have taken, and we actually believe that no matter how much help we give them, that the person just cannot get it right, it may be time to make a decision to let them go. However, oftentimes this can happen too quickly if people are frustrated and no longer want to deal with mistakes. Some mistakes are unforgivable. If a person acts or speaks in a way that is racist, sexist, or homophobic, then there is no mentoring that can take place. There is no place in the culture of your team for discrimination. However, as a leader, if possible, it is imperative that we exhaust all options in order to help an individual improve. However, some people unfortunately are beyond saving and we sometimes need to make the hard decision to part ways. The story that Jocko uses to illustrate the principle of extreme ownership in his book is a fratricide, or friendly fire death, that took place on a mission he was running. Through a series of events that included miscommunication, a lack of coordination, and the chaos and uncertainty of war, an Iraqi soldier fighting alongside U.S. troops was killed by a member of our military. Jocko describes having to write up a presentation to give the senior leaders on exactly what went wrong, and that he was having trouble coming up with the words. Eventually, he went to his team and asked them who was to blame. One by one, members of his team stood up to take blame, referencing their missteps when it came to execution of the plan. Each time someone tried to shoulder responsibility, Jocko disagreed with them and made them sit down. Eventually, Jocko explained that he himself was to blame. Even though many of the other people took action, wrong action, that led to this unfortunate death, he would not allow them to take accountability. He said that as the commander, he was ultimately responsible. That all of their actions truly came down to him making mistakes in leadership. Jocko did this knowing full well that what he was saying could result in his termination. He knew he could get fired, but he did it anyway because he knew it was the right thing to do. This is an extreme example. Most of us are not going to be in situations where we need to take ownership when someone gets killed. But there may be times when our taking of extreme ownership may have extreme consequences. If we make a mistake in leadership and it will result in us getting fired, then so be it. To try and pass the blame to someone else, especially if we do, and someone else gets fired for something that is our mistake, then that is unconscionable. Being a true leader is incredibly hard, and it is not a position that anyone should take lightly. We must be prepared to stand up for what we believe, and we must be willing to fall on our sword if that is what is required. Some may disagree with me. Some may think this is too extreme. But ultimately, if we truly want to be a leader, we need to take responsibility. We need to take blame and give credit. If you want a leadership position because you want praise and accolades, you want it for the wrong reasons. I like being recognized just as much as anyone else, but to be a true leader, you need to want to do it because you want to help people and be responsible when things go wrong. Jocko writes in his book, with extreme ownership, you must remove individual ego and personal agenda. It's all about the mission. 
The mission includes leading and helping your team. It includes improving people around you. And while you don't cover for others that hide their mistakes, it includes taking ownership of your own actions when someone else falters. None of this is easy, but it is incredibly important. I hope you enjoyed this edition of Leadership Insights. I look forward to hearing from you and keep developing that leadership ability.